Hello, and welcome to Living Local with Kim and Ronnie. We're here to bring you topics that you care about in our area. Whether it's entertainment and technology or giving back to the community, we have it covered. We're located here in Toledo, and we have friends, family, and coworkers all around Northwest Ohio, Southeast Michigan, and Erie County. Don't forget to subscribe if you like what you hear, and thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. This is Josh with the Buckeye Brainiacs, and with me is my friend... Dewey! And we're giving Ronnie a little bit of a break so we can bring to you some of our back-to-school tips, tricks, and how-tos. The Brainiac Takeover. Brainiac Takeover of the podcast. Indeed. Uh, Now, me personally, I have a few kids that are in school, and Dewey looks like he's young enough to still be in school, so it's a perfect fit here, so... Uh, the first thing we're going to bring up to you is what are some of the cool devices that uh, you can get for yourself or your kids to go back to school? Do we? Well, there's a number of devices that you can get with it being back to school. I mean, really any sort of you know, portable laptop, notebook, any sort of all-in-one device like HP's. And like that would be pretty good. I was actually looking up the prices on some of those, and I've seen that you know some of the all-in-one computers, uh, they can range anywhere from about eh, about five hundred thirty dollars all the way up to about three thousand. So that can be kind of a lot, though. I know that Chromebooks are pretty good for back to school. I mean, they're not super powerful, but for you know word processing, checking emails, definitely serves the purpose. All three of my kids currently use them, and you can get a Chromebook. Anywhere from $150 all the way up to some of the higher-end ones for about $1,500. Uh, one thing to keep in mind about Chromebooks, though, is that there's no actual hard drive, so to speak, in them. So the data that you're saving is all really cloud-based, right? Yeah. All right. Um, now, my kids need on their school list, it says things like microphones, webcams, headphones, um, uh, Dewey, I know that you're you're big on the online scene with streaming and everything like that. Uh, what kind of microphones and headphones do you think people would need for, like, school sessions? Oh, I mean, for school sessions, you don't really need anything super-duper crazy. You can get, you know, any real generic headset, like Logitech tends to be a pretty good brand. But a lot of kids these days, you know, obviously also do sorts of online gaming. Like, we all know Fortnite. Uh any gaming headset really will kind of, you know, kill two birds with one stone. You'll have both your headset and your microphone. And I know a lot of streamers tend to use uh, Logitech webcams. The uh, webcams that I know we typically use run around 40 or $50 for a really nice high-end one. Nice. But you can get a pretty decent webcam for 10 20 bucks off of Amazon. Heck yeah. So, I mean, and the cool thing... Uh, with those headphones that are that have like the the microphones built into them, they've got uh, switches, mute switches right there on the device itself. So uh, your kids uh, don't have to go through and try to find mute buttons. They just flip a switch and boom, there they go. Um, of course, with all those gadgets and gizmos and everything, uh, there's always a little bit of uh, I guess danger when it comes to messing around online. So me and Dewey were sitting around. Uh, doing some research and pitching things back and forth uh, about some of the common scams and 
things to be worried about that we've seen. Um, now, both of us are active on Twitter, and we both noticed that if you make a message on Twitter that says, a tweet, uh, that says something like, I have an essay due in 24 hours, I need help, a slew of reply bots will just flood your box with things saying, oh, message me and I can help you with that, and uh, DM me for this and DM me for that. What, mm -hmm. ca what are those things, really, Dewey? Uh, really, they're just scam bots. They're just looking to have you pay them 5, 10, 20 bucks and then not actually deliver on a product. Or if they deliver on a product, it's not a particularly great product. It's generally got a lot of grammatical spelling, uh, a lot of errors that obviously you don't want to be submitting to a school. So yeah, I mean, typically it's just a way to take your money and then not really give you a product. One key word there, plagiarism. Yes. Um, I mean, you got to think with those kind of bots that uh, at some point there's going to be all these teachers that are going to be getting this, the exact same paper from all these students. So uh, if you're you're putting stuff out there on the internet like that, uh, don't fall for those kind of tricks and scams. Um, it, it kind of falls in line with the bots that will try to scam you through either messenger or texting mm -hmm. as well. Uh, you know, some of uh, the grown folk, uh, may get messages that'll say stuff like uh, your package attempted to deliver a package uh, click this link to find out where it's at or uh, I think you said you had one where someone messaged like hey is this you and there was a link attached to it yeah saying that I was in a video of some kind and I obviously haven't been in a video of any kind but now you've uh, been on I'm a aware podcast. Of. yeah I have been on a <laughs> podcast uh, so those those are typically bots that are, uh, it's kind of a crossover from the, the email, uh, what we call phishing. Uh, they're either phishing for your information or they're trying to get you to click on, on a link that will fish for more information. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. That, I mean, if you didn't order something from Amazon, why would you click on a link uh, for a package that you didn't order? Uh, keep that in mind. And even if you did order a package, uh, Amazon's not going to message you uh, or text message you with that kind of stuff. You can go on their app and and see exactly where your package is at any given time. Typically, the text or message that you get will look super not professional as well, where there will be a lot of punctuation and grammatical mistakes, um, you know, spots where there just aren't spaces or anything. That's another kind of telltale sign that something there is wrong. Um, and another thing with those, or with that kind of scam is they can it can also cross over into actual phone calls, uh, spoofed phone numbers. Uh, it may even look like a phone number that you would recognize. Uh, a lot of times we'll get uh, you know bogus calls from four one nine numbers or five six seven numbers. Uh, and I've I've noticed with a lot of these robocalls, as they're typically called, uh, they're becoming more and more sophisticated where. Uh, it's actually a recording of a person, a real person, uh, that has a, a script on the other side that's listening for key words. And one thing you'll notice with those a lot of the times is they're trying to get you to say the word yes. Uh, you know, things like, you know, this automated response and then all of a sudden it'll say, do you want to talk to, to somebody? 
and they're expecting you to say yes. What they can do with that yes is record that little snippet of your voice and attach it to pretty much anything. And then when you find out that you actually got signed up for some random thing, they can pull up the recording and say, yeah, look, they said yes to it. So uh, keep yes. in mind, don't say yes to anything when you're when you're getting these calls or any kind of text or message or anything like that. Uh, it's it's going to lead to just nothing but bad, bad news. And you have no idea who you're giving consent to at that point as well. So with all of that talk about security and these spoofing numbers and Twitter bots and all this and that, um, I guess the biggest thing we, we should really discuss is security. Um, in this day and age, on the internet especially, security is of utmost importance. Um, now one of the biggest things that you can do for as far as security goes is your password. Um, how many passwords do you think you have? How many passwords how, do I have? How many uh, passwords do you think you have? Well, I probably have 10 variations of the same password, to be honest. I shouldn't, but I, I, I think I do. So, but I mean, if you were to think about all the sites that you're on, how many different places do you think you could enter in a password that, uh, that you've been a part of? Like me personally, I think, I mean, between all of the Steams and the Facebooks and the Twitters, and I'd say there's probably at least 30 or 40 different sites minimum that want me to put a password in. Oh, yeah. I mean, Twitter, Facebook, emails. I, I know I have multiple emails at that. Um, I have a few Twitter accounts. It, there's really so many different websites that require you to have an email or username and password and yeah I would say I'm probably I probably have upwards of 50 60 70 different accounts that require passwords on websites so you know like Dewey said you we're all guilty of it I'm guilty of it Dewey's guilty of it I'm sure the people that are listening have done it um, but you really want to try to have a different password for each one of those sites um, look at it like this. If, if you have, you know, 15 doors that lead into your house, um, all it takes is getting a copy of one key if all the locks are the same. So if, if I get one key, I now have a key to all of your doors in your house. Uh, the same thing is, is with your accounts online. If I can get into your email with one password, then that can lead me into trying to get into your Amazon account or your... Uh, your bank account. Yeah, or and as far as the back-to-school side of things, uh, our kids, you know, my kids, have uh, their, their school emails. And I try to make it, you know, abundantly clear and, you know, kind of just drill it into their heads. Make sure that nobody gets this password. Make sure nobody gets access to your email. Uh, make sure that nobody has access to any of your accounts because it can become very, very dangerous for you. So keep as many, try to have as many different passwords as possible. It, you know, I know it's, it's a burden and it's a pain trying to remember all of those things. Um, keep a little black book of, of your passwords that you can keep in a secure place. 
Or there are a lot of different apps that you can get that will also store passwords for you. I know Chrome's got a functionality that will just remember your password for you, as well as, I believe, Firefox and Microsoft Edge have something as well. You just gotta be careful with those, because if somebody else just happens to hop on your computer when you're logged into it, they have access to all your stuff. As long as, I mean, that's if they're logged into your account on your computer. So. Yeah. I mean, you don't really have to worry about, you know, someone that's miles away getting into your, your browser uh, to, you know, get your passwords. Um, which I guess a good segue for that would be um, don't let anybody into your computer, um, especially, you know, when it comes to our kids' computers, uh, our personal computers. Um, there's gonna there's calls there's calls there's emails there's pop-ups there's websites that will say call this number for uh, immediate technical support for because your computer has 50 million viruses on it Ooh. and is going to blow up in 10 seconds uh, yeah if you call that number it's going to lead into just bad news uh, there are plenty of videos on YouTube that you can look up um, that like type in scamming a scammer on YouTube and you'll see the kind of stuff that you know that me and Dewey deal with uh, when it comes to these kind of scams nobody knows what's going on with your computer except you uh, so if your computer is running slow only you know it is uh, you know uh, that's what we're here for bring it to one of our stores uh, stop over and see me at the Oregon store or if you're out in the uh, Sandusky area uh, you can stop in and see Dewey. There's the the Talmadge crew, uh, Spring Meadows, Perrysburg. You know any one of our stores. Bring your computer to us and let us take a look at it, um, or call in to our guys. You know at at the call center here in Ohio, uh, all local. Um, instead of calling an 800 number, where you're going to get connected to somebody that is definitely not in Ohio. Uh, so yeah. With that being said, don't let anybody into your computer. That's that's the biggest takeaway from that. Um, but as far as your passwords go, uh, there is a good website that uh, you can use. It doesn't store your passwords. It just checks your password to see if it's strong. Um, and that website is password.kaspersky.com. It is perfectly legit. It is uh, safe and you type in your password it does not show up it just shows up as dots and you hit a button and it will tell you how strong your password is and how long it would take to essentially brute force attack that password uh, my password right i believe that i use on a regular basis is four years so uh, and most people that are going to try to get into an account uh, they're not going to waste four years of their life trying to get into one account. So they're looking for those easy targets and easy hits. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, spam. Everybody loves spam. Uh, you can fry it. You can put it on sandwiches. Oh, yeah. You can cut me off any time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, spam, it, it happens for everybody. It happens to us. It happens to, to kids in school. It happens to everybody. Uh, essentially, once you put your email address out there into the wild, uh, 
it is no longer in its purest form. Somebody knows it. A system now has it, and that system will definitely pass it on to someone else. They'll pass it on to someone else. Uh, Dewey is way too young for this commercial, but there was the old, uh, you know, and they tell two people, and they tell two people, and so on and so on. Uh, you gotta tell your best friend everything, though, to be fair. Well, this like, was I an, tell my best friend everything. This was a phone commercial back in the day. You know, it was like, and they tell two people? And it just, never mind. I'm showing my age, and you're definitely showing your lack of. Um, but no, with, with spam, you know, that's exactly what happens. They, you know, you say this big box company sells your email address to uh, three other people. And those three other companies sell it to, you know, six other companies each. Um, and then next thing you know, one of those companies gets caught in a data breach. Uh, and then now your your email address and information has been shared out to millions of people. So uh, that's how spam comes. That's where spam comes from. It's also where your passwords can get leaked, too, which is going back to make sure you use different passwords for everything. Like there's um, the email that'll come out that says, somebody will send you an email that says, I have your password. Your password is XYZ123. How'd you know? Well, And it's a password that you may have used one time 15 years ago on an email address that you don't longer have access to. Uh, but because it is a password that you have used in the past, it, it can be very scary. Um, but that's how they, they get that information. They find these these data leaks and breaches that they're found on the dark web, which is a real thing. Um, you can definitely buy a, a, a whole new identity and a bunch of other illegal things, uh, maybe a kidney uh, on the dark web. Um, and that's Everyone's bought a kidney in the dark <laughs> web. Come on, dude. I bought. I got five of them. So uh, Walmart was sold out. So almost had a spit take there. Um, but no, the spam will never go away. The only thing that you can do is try to be as you know careful as possible with your things like your passwords and and that kind of stuff. Um, the biggest thing targets that I've seen when it comes to bogus emails is three things money health and love um, and especially when it comes to targeting you know the youth in their emails all kids want money all kids want good health and all kids want to fall in love someday so they will try to target any one of those things uh, so keep that in mind when you're looking at you know when you're getting those spam messages if you're getting an abundance of spam one thing that you can look for is a website called have i been pwned pwned as in p w n e d have i been pwned.com you can type your address in there and it will tell you if that address has been a part of any particular data breaches um, if it has there's really nothing that you can do about it uh, that address is out there in the wild forever um, because as we know, anything that you put online stays online, um, which that was an excellent segue. Because now we're gonna talk a little bit about the things that can happen online, especially when it comes to uh, our kids and being in school and everything like that. Um, 
So, me... being a youngin, you have to remember the internet is forever. Whatever you post on the internet, even if there's a delete button, it does not go away. Yep. There have been people that I've known personally in high school that have posted things uh, that have been maybe a little bit racy in nature that they thought would you know, never come back, just kids being kids type stuff that have costed them you know, jobs because a future manager just happens to look them up online, maybe in the middle of a you know, application or something, and finds that and goes, ooh, I don't know about that one, chief. <laughs> and into the trash your application goes because they don't know if they want that kind of person. Even if you delete it, it can still be dug up and found if it's on the internet. There's actually a website. Um, it's, I think I believe it's called the Internet Wayback Machine. The Internet Archive, the yeah. Wayback Machine. Yeah, the Wayback Machine. You can actually go to that website and type in a website, and it will pull up a calendar, and you can pick a particular date and time and see exactly what was on that site um, on that particular date. Uh, there was one site that I, I pulled up and went back in time uh, almost 20 years ago, and it still had a picture of me on it that, you know, was archived. That's a really long time ago. I'm 23. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. With that being said, anything that goes online stays online, and that's one thing I've, I've definitely ingrained into my, my kids, especially my daughter. She's 15, and her life is online uh which she you know good student good everything like that so i I let her have her freedoms uh but she is very well aware of the dangers that are out there um another thing that happens a lot online is you know bullying and and cyber attacks and cyber bullying and things of that nature um when i was in school way back when um bullying was still a thing back then uh you you know there's always bullies there's always going to be bullies uh the difference was is that when the bell rang and i got off the bus that was the end of the bullying for me uh now though with the rise of social media you really can't get away from it because most kids have a device in their pocket that lets them stay connected with their peers 24-7. So cyberbullying can happen on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Snapchat. It's a lot more commonplace now than it maybe was when I was in you know, middle school, elementary school. Which was like three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... I mean, it's a lot more commonplace to have a kid that's being bullied and just can't get away from it anymore. And that's why, you know, I try to, for my kids, I always try to put kind of a limit there. Like, hey, you don't need to be on your device 24-7. And when they do come to me with, you know, hey, this guy said this or "This, this kid said this, um, I'll sit down and talk to them. Like, yes, it's mean. Yes, it's terrible. Yes, it, everything they're doing, they're saying is wrong. Uh, but you know, I try to get them to 
step away from that particular situation. So with cyberbullying being such a, a prevalent thing, uh, when you're on social media, uh, the one big lesson that I try to teach my kids is to think twice and post once. Uh, it's kind of similar to uh, my dad teaching me when I was little about, you know, when you're sawing a piece of wood to measure twice, cut once. Although half the things that he built uh, promptly fell down afterwards. So uh, I remember distinctly him hanging a swing and falling on my rear because the chain fell out of the, the ceiling. So um, think twice, post once. We've said nothing can ever be permanently deleted from the internet. Nothing is ever private, anonymous, or secret online. Everything's more than likely tied to a username or an IP address that can be tracked back to you. Uh, so when you're making these, when you're going to post something, uh, think about what you're going to post. Um, is it going to be sexually explicit? Is it angry, offensive remarks about a person's race, color, religion, sexuality? Is it threatening or humiliating to others? Uh, does it contain illegal substances? Uh, does it indicate where you are, where you're going to be, um, or even where someone you know will be? These are all uh, triggers, essentially. Uh, and it's kind of weird because things like, you know, everyone's going to post that they went on or they are on vacation you know, in Hawaii, especially after the pandemic, everybody is going to be out and about doing stuff, but you don't want to post that you're on vacation when you're on vacation. Wait until as, you're done. As tempting as it is, yeah, you want to you wanna wait until you're done, because if you post that you're on vacation while you're on vacation, well, that's an indication that you're not home right now, and if right. you're not home right now, that makes your place a pretty easy target. And if you're having a good time there's nothing wrong with having a good time um but you know especially when it comes to my kids you know i should never see them posting pictures of them holding a a beer uh, or anything like that um that can come back to bite you real quick i've seen the articles about students that were at a party and somebody bought alcohol and brought it to the party and pictures were being posted um, you can't be posting everything about your life online uh, the threatening or humiliating to others uh, personal story my nephew Aaron uh, passed away a few years ago he took his own life from the cyberbullying so when you're posting something think about who is going to see it uh, when it comes to the our, our kids you know talk to them let them know that hey you know making fun of that kid's shoes or the way he looks can have some pretty dire consequences uh, and I'm sure we've seen articles out there where uh, someone thought it would be funny to make an off-color comment about someone's you know race color religion or even their sexuality uh, it's one of those things that sometimes you know those thoughts and opinions probably should stay to ourselves instead of for the entire world to see uh, because you just never know who's going to see that particular comment wouldn't you agree 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Words of wisdom uh, from Dewey there with the yeah. big yeah. Uh, we do take this stuff very seriously, though. Uh, it's it's We've both been affected in our own ways uh, through this kind of action. And we have seen you know plenty of articles that other people have been affected uh, from a simple post. You know, something that we may have thought we were posting saying, oh, this will be funny. And then next thing you know, it's not as funny as you thought it was. Um, so you have to ask yourself these important questions before you post. Would you be comfortable with a coworker, supervisor, teacher, or principal seeing it? Are you okay with your, your mom, your dad, uh, your grandmother, or other family members seeing this? Um, and also, you know, what a lot of people don't think of is, can someone use this against you? Uh, when you post this particular thing, uh, could someone be taking screenshots of it uh, to use it uh, later on in life? Uh, so think about that before you post it. And there's been plenty of, of articles, like I said, you can definitely go on Google and, and look up a, a variety of topics uh, in regards to that. Now, one thing we want to talk about, let's take it a little, a little bit more lighthearted, um, video games. Um, I play them. Dewey plays them. Of course. Uh, Dewey plays them a little bit more hardcore than me, um, hosting gaming tournaments and whatnot in the local area. Uh, so I'm going to let Dewey talk about this one more, is the security and the things that you want to do and don't do uh, when it comes to playing video games, especially when it comes to our kids playing video games. Take it away, Dewey. Yeehaw. So... I have been gaming for a long time. I've grown up with video games, and of course, around the time I got my own computer and I figured out there were other people on the internet that I could play with, oh, I went stir-crazy. But the thing about that is, when it comes to online games, you don't always know who you're playing with. To give credit where credit is due, there are people that I've played online games with that I've never met before in my life, but we're... And we're tight. Uh, I can think of somebody that I've been friends with for 10, 11, 12 years that I still regularly talk to, and I met him on a popular kids game called Roblox. This would have been when I was like 13. Uh, but there are a lot of dangerous people that will use these games to interact with kids. So when it comes to online games and interacting with people that you don't know, Really, the safe thing to do is to know who you're playing with, have an idea as to you know, who this person actually is. Uh, don't give out any personal information. Don't tell them what your real name is. Just go by your username. Uh, don't tell them where you go to school. Don't tell them where you work. Don't tell them your house address, your phone number, any way to contact you. And if they don't already know it, they shouldn't be asking you for it. That's creepy behavior, and you don't want to be giving your information out to somebody that you don't know, because you don't know how they're going to use that potentially against you or to harm you somehow. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking about something that just popped into my head. Um, now, I, I, this term is usually used for the gaming community, uh, but I just uh, an article popped up on my news feed about this uh, swatting. Mm -hmm. um, swatting is becoming something that's ha actually escaping outside of the gaming community. Uh, there was a guy uh, down in Tennessee, actually, uh, where I grew up, 
who had the Twitter handle, um, or had a Twitter handle, uh, that someone else wanted. Um, and because the guy would not give this person or sell this person his Twitter handle, uh, they swatted him. Now what swatting is, is basically um, finding out where a person is and calling that person's local law enforcement and reporting a false emergency, usually involving uh, explosives or hostages, and, and with the intent to get the SWAT team to show up at that person's residence. Uh, in this particular case, the SWAT team did show up at this person's residence, uh, and the man had a heart attack and died on the scene. It wasn't you know that the SWAT team killed him or anything like that. It's just that the complete shock um, caused him to have a heart attack. All over a username on the all, internet. All over a username. Um, now that's an extreme case, but there have been cases where uh, because somebody was getting you know losing at a video game, uh, they called in a, a, a SWAT uh, on that person just because they were you know playing the game terribly and and losing so get good <laughs> that's a that's a young term uh so yeah it's these are the things that we have to watch out for you know like like dewey said if, if the person that our kids are playing with uh do not know the information there's no reason that our kids should be giving that information um, because it's, it doesn't take much to find a person you know just a, a simple search with a, a name and a say a school and you can find out a lot about a person um, of course if you want to make sure that you're really secure uh, one of the things that I use is uh, what's called SmartNet uh, it's a basically a tool that we have here at Buckeye where I have an app on my phone and I have basically these devices in my house called beacons and hubs and an app on the phone that allows me to control essentially the devices in my home. Uh, at a particular time of night when it's bedtime, I can hit a button um, or set up a schedule that it does it automatically and the internet will shut off on my kids' devices. Not on my devices, but just my kids' devices. Uh, I can set uh, blocks and regulations and, you know, prevent particular sites, keywords, all that kind of stuff uh, from showing up uh, on my kids' devices, their Xboxes, their tablets, you know, all of that. Um, and I have excellent Wi-Fi service that I can reach my Wi-Fi from the end of my street. So I definitely recommend SmartNet. Um, stop by one of our stores or give us a call and find out more about that um, you know doesn't smartnet plus come with a vpn a password manager of some kind i think it even comes with some antivirus software malwarebytes malware yep. uh, those are really good tools to be able to make sure that the stuff that you're putting online that things stay a little more private yep. not all the way private but more private than maybe an average user might have yeah so VPNs, virtual private networks is what that stands for, uh, is a, a piece of software that sort of protects and encrypts what you're putting online to keep you know, anybody that might be snooping in on what you're trying to do safe. It'll also prevent 
the website that you are using, say, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they all track your IP address. Whatever you post on there, the IP address that you posted it from, Johnny on the spot is in that post. When you have a VPN, though, that hides your IP address. It'll show a totally different IP address from somewhere else in the world. It keeps your stuff a little more private. keeps you a little bit safer. Indeed. Um, I mean, like Dewey said, it, it's not a hundred. You're not gonna. You're not getting that hundred percent privacy because, like we said, uh, once you put something online, it's always online, and there's really no such thing as one hundred percent privacy. But look at it as adding an you know a deadbolt onto your door, so that way you know people can't just walk right in and take your stuff. Uh, looking at the clock, it looks like we have actually been chewing your guys' ear off for quite some time. Uh, so what we're going to do is wrap this up and you know tell you, you know the internet is a great tool. You know, uh, kids and even adults, we can go online, we can find unlimited information at our fingertips. Uh, it's very important to check the resources of that information, but that information is out there. Um, prime example today I learned about you know several Viking battles from the 900s uh, I don't know why I had the urge to learn about that but I did uh, probably because I just binge watched every episode of Vikings from the History Channel so uh, but that information is out there all the information we we could possibly want is at our fingertips like I said fact check that information um, but arm yourself with that knowledge uh, we're always available 24 7 just give us a call 724-9888 uh, uh, or stop by one of our stores and see us uh, we're in Oregon Perrysburg our Spring Meadows location uh, on Talmadge Road uh, across from the mall we're also in Sandusky and in right Sandusky so come out and see us uh, that's what we're here for Come chew our ears off and talk to us for a little bit. Uh, until next time, uh, I'm Josh. I'm Dewey. See you later.